Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Welcome back to the Servants of Grace podcast and to our theology segment today. One of our listeners writes in today and they have a great question. The question is this, what does it mean that God is love? Well, this is a fantastic question and the Bible has so much to say about this that uh, we could we could cover this in, in multiple episodes. But here's what we'll, here's how I'll answer this question today. And in 1 John 4, 7 through 8, it says this, Uh, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love God does not know God, because God is love. Well, in, in 1 John, John roots the assurance of the Christian using the interplay between external evidences and the internal testimony of the grace of God. Christians, if they keep the commandments, John argues, can know that they abide in union with him. To abide in Christ is the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the Christian. In fact, the Holy Spirit provides assurance that the, that the people of God belong to Jesus, but that that evidence is, is always displayed or demonstrated in the outward evidence of faith. You see, the presence of the Holy Spirit is discerned both by his internal testimony and by obedience to the commands of Jesus given in his word. Some of the other commands of John include believing in Jesus and a love for one another as Christians. Love is a critical mark for John for the Christian who has genuine faith. You see, those who have been born of those who have not been born of God, they do not know God, nor they can, can they know uh, that God is love. Love is essential to the nature of God. You see, those who become partakers of the new nature, as Peter says in 2 Peter 1.4, are the people of God. And they alone increasingly reflect the, the holy and the loving character of God, and they are able then to love others. The transformed hearts of Christians respond to the call of God to love one another. Now, John is addressing those in his epistle in 1 John who thought they, that the love of God, that this, what we're describing here, it made God's love too personal. Now, many today follow along with this argument with John's original audience believing that, that God is love, but they do not believe what the Bible teaches about the rest of the character of God. Such people often recoil at the idea that the way to heaven is, is narrow and it's restricted by Christ alone. Now, when Christians speak of the love of God, we're, we're not minimizing the other characteristics of, of God's character. For example, the simplicity of God, it, it tells us that the love of God never operates apart from the holiness, the mercy, the omnipotence, the justice of God, or the, any other divine attribute. It is loving to seek justice, to demand holiness, but never to do so at the expense of mercy. What these points highlight for the Christian is we need the help of God and the wisdom he provides to apply his love deep into our hearts and to every phase of our lives. You see, within God's perfect love, as a reality is that God disciplines those whom he loves. In fact, Hebrews 12, 5-7 says this, You have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons. My son, do not despise the, the chastening or the discipline of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens or disciplines and scourges every son whom he receives. 
If you endure chastening, God will deal with you as sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? You see, Christians should both expect and embrace the discipline that God gives them. Divine, the divine discipline of God is intended to help the people of God grow in relationship with their Heavenly Father. Revelation 3.19 says, Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline, so be earnest and repent. Throughout the book of, of Proverbs, Solomon speaks of a father disciplining and correcting their children out of love. You see, to the biblical writers, rejecting correction from the Lord is to walk in the way of foolishness and wickedness. To walk in the light, according to the biblical writers, is is to accept correction, to repent, to become wise. Such Christians understand the loving embrace of God involves the guiding rod and staff wielded by the chief shepherd, Jesus Christ. In Exodus 3.14, we find the command, Worship no other God, for the, for the Lord God, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. Well, John Frame in his, his really uh, huge systematic theology, it's, it's over a thousand pages, he says this, uh, God's jealousy is not inconsistent with his love or his goodness. On the contrary, his jealousy is part of his love. In Romans 8, 31 through 39, Paul writes about the love of God and, and how the Christian is held down to the nanosecond uh, by the grace of God. He's held secure. We're held secure in his sovereign hands. Only those who are truly Christ, who are in union with him, will be held until the end, for they have true faith in him. Times of doubt may come and assail us, and the, and the storms of life may come at us with, with their full force. But, but if we belong in union with Christ, we are held by him. We will belong to him always. Such biblical truth should cause Christians to draw near humbly to the throne of God's grace, to know him, to love him, and to avail themselves of the means of grace. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.